Knock, knock. Mustache. Mustache on my face. Okay, we need to talk. I think I've talked about this once before, and I'm ready to talk about it again now. But like in a very real way. Okay, I, I have the trifecta when it comes to female mustaches. Number one, I'm Italian. Number two, I'm over the age of 35. Number three, I'm a lesbian. So you add those three points together, you get a mustache. Now, the reason I've become so concerned about my mustache is I don't remember if I told you, but I feel like I told you, uh, I have like really awful eyebrows when they're not groomed. They're just, they get out of control. But also being an Italian lesbian over the age of 35, I don't really care about my physical appearance. 97% of the time, I'm just, I'm just surviving. Like I remember once Sarah and I pulling up next to this middle-aged woman in a minivan when she was just, just chowing down on some chips and she had no neck to speak of. Or maybe her problem was she had too many necks. I don't know. And we just kind of both looked at her and then we looked at each other and Sarah was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, she's just surviving. She's just hanging in there. She's doing the best she can. And I really feel like I empathize with that mystery woman now. Because I as well. Just surviving, man. We're just, we're just hanging in. We're bearing down. We're just living life at this point. So anyway... I go to get my eyebrows waxed at this particular place because when I go to the place where you can just walk in, it, the waxing lasts like five seconds, which tells me they're doing something weird or not doing something because it's like three days later and my eyebrows are just as bad as they were before. So I go to this place and it's the first time I had been there and this woman is like from some other country. She's brown and I don't know, she's like maybe Spanish maybe. I'm going to guess some kind of Spanish. And I lay down there and she's like, uh, okay, are we doing your mustache too today? And you know, I know that like, it's not horribly bad, but it's noticeable. And in the past few years, I've really noticed it. And I used to bleach my mustache, but now I, of course, like I said, I just don't fucking care about it. And I hope that when you see me, you don't go mustache through no control of your own. I hope you can like make eye contact with me every once in a while and not stare at my mustache. But it's made me really self-conscious. And, you know, I understand she's in the business of pulling hair from people's bodies. And the more different types of hair she removes from your body, the more money she makes. Like, I understand that. Like, there's a small part of my brain that thinks she's fucking with you. And then there's the more obvious part of my brain that thinks she's right. <laughs> because it's there. Like, do you think she just looks at people, she goes to parties, and she's like, I can help you. Here's my card. And then it's like, esthetician slash mustache release team. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if she's able to look at anyone as a person at all instead of just hair. Just these big, big walking hair dolls. I think that's what she does. But I feel like there's a language that she could use that would be more gentle. Like saying upper lip perhaps would be a more gentle way of saying, get that fucking caterpillar off your face. I feel. Perhaps. But maybe that's Maybe that's just me. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm scared. 
I don't like what is going to happen because I know what it is now and it's not great, but I don't have a beard. So that's, you know, something God has graced me with something or not graced me with it. And I f here, let me rub it into the radio and see if you can hear it. Can you hear my mustache? Can you hear it? Is it rustling? That sounds stubbly. Uh, okay. So then I, I'm like, you know, I'm not ready. And she kind of looked at me like, bitch, please, you ready. But I was uh, not ready. And she's like, okay, are you sure? And I'm like, maybe next time. She's like, okay, but it does hurt. I just want you to know. Okay, great. Now I have a mustache. And the only way to get rid of my mustache is through pain. What? Love it. Thanks. Thanks. So I came home that night and I just cut myself. I just thought, you're ugly. I hate myself. I don't deserve to live. And I cut the word mustache into my forearm to remind me what a disgusting monstrosity I really am. So I came home, yada, yada. I asked Sarah, I'm like, can you look at my mustache? And she's like, what mustache? Which is the right answer. That is the very right answer. What mustache? She's, she's a genius. And she actually pretended to look. She glanced at me. What mustache? That's good. Good acting. Good acting. You get the mustache Academy Award for that one. But I have to, I have to say that I, you know, sometimes you lose some weight and you feel like you've lost more weight than you actually have. And then you can, you go and try on clothes that you used to wear when you weren't like a behemoth. And, uh, what's a better word? Maybe mammoth, like a woolly mammoth. That's probably a better word to describe myself right now. I hate myself so much. And I put on these pants and I knew that my ass was eating those pants. I knew it because it hurt. They were, they were painful. They were jammed. Like I was trying to get them up so bad that I had to jam them into my ass crack to get them high enough on my waist to, to not even do up the button just to get the zipper done up. So, you know, I went downstairs and I said, Sarah, can I wear these pants yet? And she looked at me and she's like, oh, sweetie, no, no, you can't. I'm sorry. Your ass is eating those pants. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I wrote, I went upstairs and I wrote on a notepad, I don't deserve to eat 500 times. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm not doing any of these things. I'm way too lazy. I probably had a bowl of chips and went to bed. Okay, where was I? So that was my initial eyebrow wax with this woman, but she did such a good job. Do you know how many times I go and get my eyebrows waxed, 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 and there it looks as though like each individual eyebrow could be on a different face. They look so different from each other. Which is fucking like super lame when your entire job is to make eyebrows look symmetrical to each other. Like that's not her entire job. And I know that because uh, I've had a bikini wax once. Can I tell you about it? Because it, it's one of those things that I will never do again. And I don't know how women do it. I guess you really get to know that person. So I went to this place, okay? made an appointment. I thought I'm going to do this, you know, like, why not? Why not do this? Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Mustache, furry eyebrows, jungle bush, right? The three go together, but I'm okay. I'm all right. Things are not out of hand down there, but you know, it, I just wondered, you know, just kind of clean things up and see what's going on and stuff. I don't want to talk about my genitals too much today. Cause I know you guys want to eat sometime this week. So let's just Let's just get down to brass tacks before we get back to the mustache story. So at this point, I was young. I think I was like 26, 25. I think I was 25. Made an appointment. I went down there. I had a shower previous because I know ain't nobody want a dirty crotch to 
to clean up. Nobody wants that. So I went there. I wore my Superman underwear. Again, 25 years old. Thank you. You're welcome. And you basically have to lay down on a towel-covered massage chair. And this woman comes in, and she was rather large and unattractive, which is exactly what I want for someone who's going to rip hair out of my crotch. I don't want to be attracted to you. It's just, I feel like there are certain people for certain jobs and the larger and more unattractive you are, the better you are for ripping hair from people who don't really need hair in those spots. Like that's what you need to do, okay? That probably should have been my chosen profession because I fit the bill. But having said that, she comes in and I was relieved because like if she was attractive, I would have been like really ashamed because I would have been attracted to her and felt repulsive because I need her to rip hair out of my crotch, okay? So I was very happy to do that. And she's like, okay, and what are we doing today? Just a bikini wax? And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. So she starts like, you know, tucking my underwear a little bit in, you know, so she can get at the stray hairs in your, like where your thigh meets your vagine, like that area, you know, just a clean up, okay? Just a clean up. It's not like insane. She didn't have to get out a weed whacker or like a sander or anything like that. It was just relatively normal. I don't want to get into it too much because nobody needs to hear that. And I don't know. I, I don't do these things often. I don't know what normal women do. Like, do you make small talk? Because there's that part in your brain that feels like, hey, I'm totally uncomfortable right now. And I'd like to kind of make things breezy, kind of joke around a bit. But nine times out of 10, no one gets my jokes. And all I do is make things worse, which I don't know why I don't just listen to that part of my brain that says, just don't talk. Like, I think I say that to myself, I think 30 times a day. Every day I have to remind myself, just don't talk. No one wants to hear from you. Just don't talk. Never works. I always, unless I put both headphones in my ear and crank whatever I'm listening to, I will just, meh, 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 which is really fucking annoying, as you can tell right now. Okay, what's the point? She... She's kind of doing her thing. She's like pouring the wax on. And I don't know if you've ever had hot wax on your like inner thigh area. But that part is very unpleasant. And it just kind of, it makes you realize what's coming next is going to be even more unpleasant. Because that's a very sensitive part of your body. Very sensitive. She pours the wax on. I'm like, whoo. Okay, this sucks. And then she puts the cloth on and then she looks at me and she's like, are you ready? And I looked at her and I'm like, I don't think so. so do you want a minute? Because the wax is going to cool. I'm like, nope, just do it, man. Just do it. And like, it's a shock. It was like an intense pain. It like took my breath away and I was like, oh, are you Okay. I don't think so. Wow. She's like, we do have to do one more side. And I thought, yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. I said, can you just do it quick? Yeah, I guess so. And then she does it. And it's equally as painful. Very traumatizing. Very upsetting. It's very upset. It just, uh, just hurts. God, I don't know, man. If you're a dude out there or a real hardcore dyke that never waxes anything... Holy fuck. It was like someone pouring lava on your skin and then and then ripping every tiny little hair out of that body. It was just, it was like Kelly Clarkson, remember? 
from the 40-year-old virgin. It was like that. That's how bad it hurt. It just, it was like that. And I thought, okay, cool. We're done now. No, we're not. No, no, we're not done. Because I thought, you know, you do the two stripes on the side and then you go home, but you don't. Okay. Then I heard these words. Okay. I'm going to need you to put your knees to your chest. Pardon me. You want me to do what now? Okay. All right. You want me to put my knees to my chest, you said. Okay. I, I don't know that I've done that since I was in grade five. Uh, I don't even know if I can do that. Okay, but I did. And then she tucked my underwear, except she didn't use the word underwear. She's like, okay, I'm just going to tuck your panties in. Okay, now I'm in a very vulnerable state. I'm easily, like, seven years from having a kid or even contemplating having a kid. And now I'm, like, laying in a stranger's room on a towel-covered massage chair. I've never seen this woman before in my life. My knees, my knee or knees are to my chest. She's tucked my panties into my ass crack. And now do you know what she's going to do? She's going to pour the hot wax on that weird part of your body that's kind of your bum cheek, but it's kind of bumping into your vagina. I don't know what that is. I'm scared. So now I start to panic in my brain. I'm like, oh my God, this is the most degraded I've ever felt up to that point. You know, the cervical checks were yet to come. She gets the hot wax out, and I just kind of just don't want her to continue. I just want it to stop. But it's too late. Like, I'm in. I'm in. My Superman gitch is bunched up in my ass crack, and there's no going back now. So I looked at her, and I'm like, so did you go to school for this? And she's like, uh-huh. And then she pours the hot wax on. I'm like, yeah. Was it a long course? Small talk. Why do I talk? Just fucking just let it happen. She pours it on my weird butt cheek, vagina parts. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I never fucking did that again. Never did that again. Okay. I'm okay now. I'm okay now. It's like 11 years ago and it's not like the memories are fresh or that I think it's traumatizing at all or that I've held on to it. And, uh, relive it at least four times a week. I don't do that. I, that's not, that's not what I'm here for. I never, I'm not doing that ever again. I don't, I don't fucking care if there are some stray hairs on my, on my bum or in my ass crack or near my ass crack. Cause you know what? Ass cracks are gross. All right. Well, my ass crack is gross. So don't worry about my thatch. Everything's fine down there. Everything's fine. Okay. Don't be concerned about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about what it might smell like or taste like because no one is ever going to find out. It's just for me and about 18 nurses and three doctors at the hospital. Those are the only people that have ever had a good close look and Sarah and a couple other girlfriends. But there was that pretty sure, I'm not pretty sure that straight girl never even really looked at my vagina. So she wasn't too concerned. Anyway... 
Anyway, I don't even know. This is spiraled out of fucking control. I'm so sorry this happened to you. I'm happy. I'm sorry it happened to me, and I'm sorry I told you about it. Those are the things I'm really sorry for. Okay, let's just wrap this shit up. Just, if anyone ever tells you while you're in your underwear to put your knees to your chest, just say no. Nancy Reagan said it first, but I'm going to use it right here because it's really important. Just say no. Just fucking throw your legs over the side of that fucking cum-soaked massage table and put your pants on and walk out with some fucking self-respect, okay? Just say no. Okay, now I just want to talk about my mustache thing one more time, and then I have a segment from some new submitters who I'm sure are really excited, and I hope for their sake they just skipped over all of this garbage to get to their own segment, okay? Because you can skip chapters. If you want to, if I'm weirding you out talking about my taint, if you're listening in the podcast app, I put in chapters, you can just zip right by. Wait for the next thing if this ain't your thing. If it makes you nauseous, talking about my groinal, anal area, skip right by. Should have told you this before, but you're stuck here now. Okay, second time I go see this eyebrow magician because she she did a good job on my eyebrows. I was very impressed, okay? Second time I go see the mustache Nazi. It's as though she didn't remember me the first time and she's like, oh, are we doing your mustache today? And I was like, fuck, bitch. I've been thinking about this for six weeks. I've been obsessing about it for six weeks. And she's like, okay, you know what? I know you're scared. You don't want to do your mustache. You said you're scared. It's okay. But I want you to know that I'll do it for free. Just, just to help me. She didn't want me <laughs> going out into the world, offending everyone around me, embarrassing myself with my mustache, that she was willing to do it for free. That's how much she didn't want to look at my mustache anymore. I'm so depressed right now. I don't, okay. And I said, I, I don't know. I need to think about it. Even free. I, I wasn't sure. I'm just scared. Because like, I know the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? Like, I know what my mustache looks like right now. I'm afraid of what my mustache is going to look like after. Like, is it? Because like, I've been waxing my eyebrows for 16 years now, maybe longer. And they have never grown back thinner. Actually, I think new hairs have grown back thicker. And I am, and I can't like commit to doing my eyebrows every six weeks. So how the fuck am I going to commit to doing my mustache? Like every six weeks, you're looking at 50 bucks with tip, everything included to do your eyebrows and your mustache. I don't have that every six weeks. So I'm concerned and I'm afraid. And she's offering it to me for free like I'm some kind of fucking Jerry's Kids for mustaches. That's what it is. She's about to put on a telethon to help me help you help her get rid of my fucking mustache. Right? So fine. I was like, no. And she's like, well, it does hurt a lot. I'm like, I know. I know you don't fucking remember me from the first time you hurt my fucking feelings with the truth. But I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that to my mustache. But hang on. Just when you think there's no going back. And you're going to have to go to sleep tonight thinking about my ass crack and my mustache. Relax. There's a solution. Okay? One of my equally furry friends has gotten her face lasered. She got her sideburns lasered and her chin lasered and her mustache lasered. And she's very impressed with the process. And she told me about it. And it's cheaper. You only have to go every three months. So in a couple weeks, in two or three weeks... I'm going to get my mustache lasered off my face. Now, this begs the question. 
will I, we're going in a double session. We're going to tag team. We're going to hang out in the room together because I'm kind of scared of lasers. And uh, I don't, I feel embarrassed. And like, even though the mustache, sh like lasering is their job, I just, I'm codependent. So she's coming with me. I just, I wonder if I'll feel freedom. Like walking around without a mustache. You think like the weight on my back that that woman placed there talking about my, okay. So I'll keep you posted. Not only am I going to alienate the girl lasering my face with stupid jokes because I'm going to be nervous. I'm probably going to embarrass my very good friend and make her uncomfortable and ashamed of me. So stay tuned for that because that'll be fun. Something to look forward to. Okay. Well, I think that uh, that covers my facial hair for right now. Um, if you have any mustache or mustache-related stories that you'd like to share, we can have a support group here. Um, what could we call the support group? can't think of anything but i am going to get myself a shirt that says free mustache rides because well why not if you've got it flaunt it right use it it's yours use it okay let me know if you can think of a a name for a mustache support group okay that would you won't okay fuck off okay coming up right now these two lovely ladies remember i told you about jennifer i hope she goes by jen because i'm just going to do jen because i've never met a jennifer who likes to be called jennifer everybody gets called jen I don't know if she's a Jenny, so I'm just going to stick to Jen. Uh, Jen and her wife, pretty sure her name is Wendy. She says it in the segment, so I don't have to feel bad about it, disclosing her name. Uh, they're married. They are kind enough to send something in. And I know it's difficult to sit in a room and talk into a fucking phone or a microphone or whatever. It's weird. It's difficult. It's weird. It's hard to be funny. It's hard to be concise, as I've demonstrated by talking for 22 minutes about my fucking mustache and my fucking asshole. It's, okay? It's hard. It's hard to do. But they've done a very good job of it. And it's actually pretty funny and pretty interesting. And we've gotten really lucky with all our submitters that they just have a natural gift for it. And they're all really funny and really interesting. So stay tuned. We're going to listen to them. We're going to learn about their lives. She, uh, Wendy tells her coming out story. She entitled the clip, I'm Coming Out. I'm assuming like the song. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so let's listen to them. Mostly Wendy, but Jen does help. So yeah, we'll give them a listen and uh, back in a second. Here they come, okay? Hi, Sandra. I just wanted to go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Jen's mystery funny wife. And... So I understand that you always enjoy hearing the coming out stories of your listeners. So I thought I would go ahead and share mine. So picture it. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 1993. I was a 22-year-old college student, and I fell in love with a girl for the first time. And... As all first loves go, she rocked my world, and I just totally lost my shit. Uh, forgot about going to school, and missed my classes, and all that good stuff. And the summer came, and we ended up working at a resort that was much like uh, Dirty Dancing, where every night there was a different 
uh, performer or different activity. I was a bingo caller on Thursday nights, that kind of crazy stuff. And while I was there, there was a young, thin, long, blonde-haired girl, and I just know that she was there, and we'll get to her later on. So on with the coming out story. Um, so after we were done with the resort, I stayed on to get the fall bonus. And I'm going to refer to her as the crazy girlfriend. Uh, because she was quite literally crazy. And she went back to Milwaukee. And she was about to graduate. And we made plans over the Christmas holiday to travel to France and to Italy. And her parents had rented us condos for a week in the south of France. And um, I can't remember, somewhere in Italy. I think it was Rome. doesn't matter because about 24 hours, maybe even less than that, before we were supposed to leave, crazy girlfriend called me and said, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. You're going to have to go without me. Just go. And I was like, you are ruining my life right now. And I just lost it. I was crying. My mother was like, what is going on? And I was like, I'm not going to France. Wah! Um, so those were the days prior to 9-11 that you could go to a doctor, they would write you an excuse, and you could get your uh, refund for your airline tickets. And that's just what my mother did for me. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I basically ended up having to live at my mom's house. Um during the time before I went back to school in, that would have been the fall. So I needed to find a job because I wasn't going to be living at their house, my mom and my stepdad, uh, without having a job. So we got into a fight one night and I packed my shit up and headed over to my mom's twin sister, my aunt's house, and my aunt and uncle welcomed me in, and um, they told me I could stay in their basement as long as uh, I needed to. So, uh, okay, that's what I did, and I had, I found a job, I was working, I was working long hours as a courier, and we were having snowstorm after snowstorm and 50 degrees below zero weather, and it was awful. And here's where things kind of happen for a reason um, in my story. One night I ended up finding my all of my books that I had alongside my bed, and they were probably 8 out of 10 were lesbian based. Lesbian Book of Sex, um, Ruby Fruit Jungle, all of these uh, Rita Mae Brown books that you had to read in order to, you know, join the lesbian crowd. Um, 
Curve magazine, I think, was just starting up then, and Girlfriend magazine. I had it all. Like, it was all right there. And I saw that my books were straightened out or rearranged, and I knew. <laughs> I knew that my aunt knew, and if my aunt knew, the probably entire family knew. And that's exactly what happened. Um, she told everybody in our family. And so this is where the whole things happen for a reason come in. Um, my grandfather ended up needing to have open heart surgery. And they, the family, they were all like, well, Wendy, you're not doing anything. You can go down there and help because he was doing things for my grandma that she couldn't do. And I was elected. And hey, I was okay with that because with the, the winter weather the way it was, it was just depressing. And now my aunt has outed me to the whole family. I figured, yes, let me go down to the beach, which it was Gulf Shores, Alabama. And I will go hang out and take care of my grandfather and my grandmother, and that's exactly what I did. Um, my grandparents actually set me up with a job as a pizza delivery person, <laughs> um, and that was probably one of my favorite jobs to date, um, other than dog grooming, of course, with my wife. Um, so anyway, my grandmother, my grandfather had open heart surgery we stayed over in a hotel room because he had surgery in Pensacola Florida and my grandmother and I had a little discussion while my aunt went to go get ice and my grandmother said well Aunt Sharon told me that you're gay I said yeah I said that girl the crazy girl was my girlfriend yes grandma she goes well I just want to tell you that I love you and I just don't want you to get AIDS. So I told her I'm not going to get AIDS, Grandma. And that was it. That was our conversation. So life went on and the crazy girl would try to contact me and my grandmother would actually hang up the phone on her. And... God bless my grandparents. They put up with a lot from me. Um, so fast forward to 2014. And I am on Match.com because I've just had some really just crazy line of girlfriends. And I thought, you know what? I'll try Match.com. Let's just give it a twirl and see what happens. Well, um, I was on there for maybe a day, and I saw that somebody had liked a picture of mine. So then I went over and checked out her profile, and I was like, holy crap, this woman is gorgeous, and she's gay? I mean, she was tall, she's long blonde hair, and freaking just wow okay 
So then we started messaging back and forth. And then it was a Friday afternoon and I actually called and we spoke to each other. And that is where we realized we worked together at the Dirty Dancing Resort back in 1993. However, Jen was, oh, it was Jen, my wife. <laughs> um, it was, um, I don't know, I just lost my train of thought. Crap. We figured out we worked together. We worked together, yes, uh, on that telephone conversation. And I said, hey, we're having Gay Pride in Green Bay tomorrow. Um, any chance you're available and you want to come up and we can meet? And she said, sure. So, Saturday, Pride comes, we meet, and I was just blown away by her. And she, let's see, she was, of course, tall, blonde hair, long blonde hair, and blue eyes, and a fantastic smile, and she just, oh my god, just stunning is the word. And I was like, really, you're not crazy? What's going on here? And she really is not crazy, ladies. Um, <laughs> she is probably the sweetest, kindest, generous, most generous person in the world. And that was July. And December, I put a ring on it. <laughs> I proposed. I actually took, um, I went and got a pizza from a family restaurant that we know the family and they own it and it's Italian, blah, blah, blah. I get a pizza and on the inside of the box, I said, will you marry me? Check one. Yes. No. And I delivered the pizza to her and she checked yes. And in March we were married and it was just one year that we've been married. So yeah, we move quickly. <laughs> Um, and so with the marriage comes children. Uh, I have two stepsons, uh, Jackson, he is nine and has the cutest little dimples on his face and blue eyes and he's bipolar. <laughs> so we've got a little sugar and spice with him. And then, uh, and so he's nine. And then we have Avon, who will be 10 in a couple months, 11 in a couple months. And he is sometimes uh, confused for a girl because he has his mother's long, luscious locks of hair and just beautiful blue eyes and just the cutest smile and he is such a sweetheart he belongs to a boys choir and that's you know one of those choirs where you're a member until your testicles drop and your voice changes so he really does have the voice of an angel and so that's always fun going to his choir um, choir concerts then we have Chelsea who was adopted 
and Chelsea is 21 and she's in jail. So yeah, she's got that going for her. It's the second time in a year. It's, am I right with yeah. that? But she's getting out on the bracelet. She'll oh. be on the bracelet in 60 days. Ooh. Yep. Okay. So she'll be hopefully getting on the straight and narrow path. We're crossing our fingers. Mm-hmm. Just like the last time she got out, she said, I'm never going back in. Well, there she is. Breaking news. Breaking news, everyone. She's getting the bracelet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, and then we have uh, Megan. Megan was not adopted, but she was a foster child. And she is very sweet. Um, she is a single mother. And the baby, bless her little heart, she is as cute as they come. But Lord, she's gonna have, she's gonna have some problems. <laughs> oh God, I just—that's about all that I'm gonna get into with Megan right now. Maybe if I can come back on the show, maybe I can do a little, you know, a little bit more about her and her hobo loving ways. <laughs> So we can always come back to to that story. Um, and so what else? Um, we don't, I mean, our hobbies are basically we work, we come home, we take care of kids and dogs and everybody goes to bed and we watch TV <laughs> Monday through Thursday basically. Um, and so Jen has got me into all of those stupid ass reality shows. God. But now I'm hooked. So other than the Golden Girls, that's not a reality show, or the Fosters. Um, that's a, that's a, that really, you know, got us hooked. Um, and then uh, we've got, like, My 600-Pound Life, Teen Mom, uh, Catfish. Oh, God. Uh, uh, the Jillian Michaels podcast and then her Just Jillian show. Uh, I Am Kate. That's a train wreck. Oh, God. Um... Anything basically with midgets or lesbians, lesbians or inbreeders. Well, like those Duggars. <laughs> Jen is all over it. And then I just get pulled in, sucked in. And, you know... The Indigo Girls, we go to their concerts when they're within a 300-mile radius. <laughs> um, last fall, we went to go see them in Madison. And it was an awesome venue. And we actually were right up against the stage looking up Amy Ray's nostrils. So that was pretty cool. 
our claim to fame, we've looked up Amy Ray's nostrils. Jen would have an affair on me with Amy Ray if she uh, if she could. I know it, and I would let her pass. Um, let's see. We've got our nine-year-old hooked on Love It or List It and Fixer Upper. So HGTV. Give him a shout out. Um, and oh, we've got the Wolf Pack. I didn't even mention them. So that is now we're down to three couples. We were four couples this summer and then dwindled down to three couples due to a breakup. And it's basically our lesbians and their dogs. <laughs> and oh god there's stories about that too lord of mercy um we have a couple places that we go camping jen has some property and uh, one of the other wolf women has some property and it usually has me in some sort of anxiety panicky mode for the entire weekend because I hate peeing outside and I don't like outhouses and last year the girls bought me um what was it a go girl well that worked until I got really drunk <laughs> what is a go girl a go girl is a urinal for women and it's a portable device that you can put between your legs and pee us pee, pee like into. a boy yes you can pee like a boy i wasn't very good at it i ended up pissing my shorts my legs my shoes it was bad so yeah that's a little bit about me and my life and our life and stay tuned stay tuned we'll be back hopefully y'all be good take care and there you have it that's how you do that okay some people are natural storytellers like wendy and kind of jen and some people aren't so we've been really lucky on this show to get people who knew exactly what they're doing they're quick they're punchy they you know tell a story that has a fucking point and wrap things up nicely, which is all I can ever ask for. And I'm really lucky and happy to have it. And they're lesbians on top of it. Super. Am I right? Totally. Okay, I have my notes. The go girl. Look, if you, it's, if you can use one of those sober, fantastic. Using one of those drunk, of course you're going to piss all over yourself. How could you not? You need to form a tight seal. Can you do that drunk? I don't think so. Don't, you know what? Don't feel bad about yourself. I'm sure I would have pissed all over my shoes too. Okay. Talked about that. Lesbians move fast in relationships. You don't say. Very unusual. Okie doke. Cross that one off. Um, yeah, lesbian breakups suck. I always feel it really hard in my soul. You know, it makes me hurt. It makes me sadder than when straight people break up because I'm almost anticipating that that's going to happen. But for some reason, I really want my dyke. Well, what, the one dyke couple I know. No, that's not true. I know a few. But there's one that has a similar situation to ours. They were the same age. They went to the same sperm bank that we did. They were together almost the same length of time. And yeah, didn't work out. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Because, you know, there's just one less gay couple. 
that I never hang out with or talk to. But I know they're out there. It's good to know they're out there, you know? So shitty for that. Because then, then what happens? Who do you hang out with, right? If you're actually friends with them, do you have to pick a side? Because they both can't, they can't both bring their new wives three months later to the barbecue. They can't. It's not going to happen. Okay. We watch the exact same TV shows minus I Am Kate because I can't, I can't do that. I just, I think Caitlyn Jenner, like initially I was like, oh, good for you. You know, like what a great uh, person who's going to get the world's attention for trans issues. And then it occurred to me that Caitlyn Jenner is still uh, an old, rich, white person who doesn't understand and what, 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 what what the world is like. I mean, if you're a multimillionaire, do you know anyone's struggle? I don't think so. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, midgets, yeah, I'm all over midgets. Love midgets. Love my 600-pound life. Everything about that. The Duggars. I don't know what, like, Angie from the Baby Mamas podcast, which you should all listen to, also obsessed with the Duggars. And I don't know why I'm obsessed with them. It's it's like it's like a train wreck, and I kind of I'm just waiting to see what happens. Like just like Honey Boo Boo, everyone's kind of just like waiting with bated breath. How is the shit going to go down? And then it goes down exactly how you think it will. So this whole Josh Duggar thing wasn't a surprise to me. I'm just wondering which one of them is gay and is going to flee the compound. That's next, in my opinion. That's what I'm fucking waiting for because the shows are boring. Unless someone's you know shitting out a baby on a toilet, it just they're not very exciting. Uh, do do do. I can't remember what else. Anyway, I think that's it. So good job, ladies. I hope to hear more from you. It's nice to have my fellow homies, my homo homies, reach out and tell us about their lives because usually they're pretty interesting and I think you've got a lot of potential there for a lot of funny, fucked up stories. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing more. All right, now I'm going to wrap this shit up because I've been up here for almost an hour and uh, I've done virtually no child watching this weekend at all because yesterday I took my mom to get her haircut and we went to Red Lobster which was great a lot of a lot of buns which may be why I got up at two in the morning with a raging shit attack I almost I literally almost shit the bed so yeah Red Lobster who would have funk it okay uh so if you need me change of address 69 at gmail.com if you want to submit a segment if you want to tell me how great i am that's how to reach me you can friend me on facebook sandra d sanchez same on twitter i don't really do anything on twitter you can like the change of address facebook page again i just really don't do anything there either but you can if you want why not like it show some support why not an itunes review would very much be appreciated i love them it makes me feel good it keeps me going and things of that nature now i'm sitting on a segment from brit called crazy girlfriend oh no i'm not angry girlfriend something in reference to a girlfriend it's it's i listen to it and it's really funny i fucking love brit's voice i don't know what it is brit and lisa they crack me the fuck up i hear their voice and i'm just like beaming smiling ear to ear and sarah's like what are you doing like how dare you be happy i'm pregnant and our baby is the size of a coconut i've got a lovely bunch of coconuts each one standing in a row bum 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 Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. That's not how that goes. Small ones, big. <clears throat> okay, let me just check the app here to see how big the baby is. And let's see how many days are left in the pregnancy because I'm very terrified about having another baby. Uh, 62 days to go. And the baby is the size of a coconut. It's about 16 inches and weighs about three pounds. So basically, uh, 
It's the size of Ron Jeremy's penis. Hi oh oh I just did that. I just did that. That's disgusting. How dare I? Uh that's it. That's it. I'd really like to chat more, but uh I mustache. Get it? <laughs> mustache. <clears throat> you men who long for love, you mustn't all despair. There's a secret you should know to capture the hearts of the fair. You may not have the looks, you may not have the dash, but you'll win yourself a girl if you've only got a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, if you've only got a mustache. Stash.